Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. Happy 2019. It's a new year. And in this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, we are talking about goal setting. We are, Steph. I know that you love goals, but do you set specific new year goals or have a word for the year? You know, I talk about this a little bit in the interview with our guests. I'm not as gung-ho about goals as I probably should be. But I will say that on a professional level, I've made it a discipline to be far more goal-centric, like in making sure we have business goals and department goals. And admittedly, we do that in the fall. So the new year doesn't bring me like really thinking about business goals so much, but I do some personal goal setting for sure. How about you? Yeah, that's what I meant, because I know business wise, you have goals for everybody and it's really easy to kind of follow your vision for that. But I was just curious about starting the year. I don't I've tried doing resolutions and whatnot and only to forget them. (laughs) It just doesn't work for me. I certainly set personal and business goals for myself, but I don't necessarily tie them to the new year. Um, But I have in the past done word for the year. Yes. And do you have a word for this year or are you just scrapping the idea? Well, I wasn't going to, but then my husband is so cute. And um, we were shopping in the fall, in the like November, and we were in this little boutique and we were with some other family members and we kind of looked around, then we left and he went back and I knew he'd seen something that he wanted to buy me. So I kind of just pretended Uh. I didn't notice he went back. Cute. <laughs> and then on Christmas morning, um, I unwrapped this um, wall hanging and and I was like, oh, <laughs> and he had thought that it really caught my eye in the store and it had. It's cute. But I hadn't really, really noticed it. And um, but I just love that he picked it for me. And it says, choose joy, choose joy. And it honestly is not the thing I uh, pick out myself to hang in our home. But the more I've thought about it, I thought, I want to put that somewhere really prominent and kind of make that the theme for 2019 in our home to choose joy. So that's going to be my theme for 2019. I love it. I love that you're, it was like a word from your husband. Yes. Yes. That's cool. No, I, so when it comes to the word for the year, a lot of people do that and a lot of people suggest it. And truthfully, I have never done it in the past. And I think mostly it's because like I feel overwhelmed with all of the word options. And I think like, am I pigeonholing <laughs> myself into a word? So you know, like words. I don't know. <laughs> I just get like so overwhelmed. And I think my perfectionist tendency is like, if I choose a word, I better be really dedicated to it. <laughs> it's like naming but, a child. It's hard to just pick one. Right, right. And so I have never done it in the past. However, this year I do have a word. So Ooh. I'm like, it's a new Steph. Like, new year, new you. New oh year, gosh. new Steph. Okay, I've what's your a- word? 
So my word is wisdom. Mm, And I, like for a lot of reasons, just continue to be pointed in the direction of pursuing wisdom. And that is both professionally, personally, relationally, spiritually. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that's a calling for my life this year. And we'll see. You know, maybe I'll end up just being really unwise at the end of the year and not... (laughs) I'm not meeting that goal, but that's my word for the year. Well, I think in the Bible, it talks about, oh, I'm going to get my book um, messed up, but it talks about like, if you ask for wisdom, you'll receive it. Right. So I think, you know, name it and claim it, girl. You know, I'm claiming it. Just name it and claim it. I'm choosing wisdom. So (laughs) I'm I'm hoping that that is a worthwhile word to choose for my very first word of the year. Awesome. Well, talk about knowing what you want and getting it. Our guest today is basically the queen of that topic. Yeah, she sure is. Shannon Miles is the CEO and co-founder of Belay, a staffing company serving businesses all over the U.S. So she started that company with her husband after having kids and wanting a more flexible schedule for her own family. Yes. And, you know, she knows what's up. Shannon and her husband, Brian, cashed in their 401ks in 2010 and founded Belay. The company has now exploded to 700 plus team members, all working from home, serving Belay's more than 1,200 clients. And she also wrote a book last year, you know, because just add another thing to it. One more thing. (laughs) Her book is called The Third Option, Why a Woman Doesn't Have to Choose Between a Career and a Family, but Can Actually Have Both and Succeed. Um, This details her philosophy and her experience, which she also shared with me in our interview. So let's get to our conversation. Hey, Shannon. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's a new year. How are you feeling about it? I am so ready for 2019. Do like, you more ready than I've ever been for a year. <laughs> why, why do you say that? Oh my gosh. Like the end of last year was crazy. So there was some like, okay, we need to push the reset button on this life that's gotten a little out of control. Sure. But then also like I've planned more for this year, like personally and professionally doing goals and having them with in line with my husband's goals and our family. And I have the full focus planner. So I like already feel more organized. Yes. (laughs) There's just so many reasons. (laughs) Actually, that was something that I wanted to talk about. So we're just going to dive right into like, are you a resolutions and a goal planner? But it certainly sounds like at least in 2019, you are. Yeah. You know, I, like old Shannon, you know, pre-business owner Shannon, like railed against the idea of goals and resolutions because you can't fail a goal that you don't actually set. So it was just easier not to set them at all. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think owning a business and developing and maturing as a person, like I've come to appreciate the value of goals, not only for self-development, but also for like accountability with my team. And, you know, on the contrary, my husband is very goal oriented, like reviews them at the first of every month, has done them since he was in college. Like, who does that? <laughs> Not me. Um, <laughs> so for years, it was actually a point of contention between he and I, because he would like to sit down and, and do these long term family goals. And I'm like, why don't we just see where life takes us? He's like, I don't think that's how it's supposed to go. Um, 
So I would say like over the last eight years, it's been a journey, like an evolution for me because as Belay has grown, which is like, that's from 2010 is when we started the company, like organizationally, we need to plan organizationally. We need to set a budget and have objectives that we're accomplishing. And so what I found is that tying in my personal goals with that and then layering on things that don't relate to the business at all just seem to all work together. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I definitely have um, a list of goals that I'm setting out for this year and like breaking them down into quarters and translating that to my calendar. That's amazing. Now, okay, you mentioned that the idea of a reset um, because 2018 was maybe a little bit more crazy than. You originally planned. <laughs> I'm yep. reading between the lines a little bit, um, but I I want to talk a little bit about what you do, if anything, like to reset kind of your heart and your mind going into a new year. Because I am really passionate about that. So, yeah, I could probably learn some stuff from you. But <laughs> I, you know, for 2018, I released a book which was incredible. Like it was so cathartic to get all these thoughts and ideas actually out into the world. But what I didn't account for is how much work post-release would be. Mm -hmm. Like I knew all the work leading up to it because I was living it, you know, all throughout 2017. But I don't think I built in enough margin in my schedule in 2018 to accommodate interviews and speaking engagements and additional networking opportunities, which are all good things, right? All hard things to say no to. Right. But then it created this, compression on my schedule that just left me feeling really um, reactive at the end of the year, coupled with the fact that my assistant in November decided to move on and start her own business. So having a virtual assistant company, the irony of me, like having an assistant transition was just hilarious. Yeah. And so during the process of onboarding a new one, you know, I just got so used to working with her for the last four years that that was very difficult too. And Mm. so I was going through all my emails again and, you know, adding more time um, into my schedule that was already packed. So that's kind of where I ended like November moving into December. And fortunately for me, my travel slowed down in December. And so I was really able to just push the pause button and say, okay, I know I don't want to start 2019 like I'm ending 18. What needs to change? Mm. And so... I looked at my calendar in relation to my top five priorities. Like where are the five areas of focus that I need to have for Mm -hmm. 2019? Mm -hmm. And so I identified what those are and I'm happy to share them. But Mm -hmm. basically what it distilled down into is like for each category, I'm devoting a day of the week to it. And so that helped me kind of feel like, okay, I know where I need to be focusing. And then that helps my new assistant know where to schedule things that relate to those five categories. Okay. You offered. So please tell me your five categories. I'm very curious. Yes. So um, the first one is grow the company. So that's things like reviewing financials and metrics and marketing initiatives. We have an Ascension plan, which is like all the big things that we're doing this year. Right. Yeah. Effectives, all that. And then, so that's Monday. Mm Mm-hmm. Tuesdays grow influence. So 
That's why we're talking today. It's perfect. Oh my gosh, it's working already. It is only the eighth. You are a champion of your plan already. Listen, we're two weeks in and I'm killing this new schedule. (laughs) Um, But like networking calls, you know, social media content, value add for customers, things like that. Sure. Um, So that's Tuesday. Wednesday is growing my team. Mm -hmm. So that's a lot of my one-on-ones, our lead team meetings. Um, I'm having a standing lunch slot available for any Belay team member who wants to grab a a bite to eat. So that's Wednesdays and then Thursdays is grow others. So that's more like externally focused, um, like ad hoc, um, ad hoc mentoring. Um, There's a, my husband and I are actually starting a brewery, which is crazy. Of Um, course you are. Because why wouldn't you start a brewery? I don't know. First of all, that's amazing. (laughs) Listen, there's nothing like it in our area. So I I don't even think the bar is that high for this thing to succeed. Knock on wood. But I'm really excited about it. So like making sure that I'm, I'm not leading that effort, but I want to be available for it. Yeah. You know, and I don't feel like it's an inconvenience if anything's needed on my behalf. Right. So things like that, like external stuff is grow others on Thursday. And then Friday is growing myself. Um, cause I really believe that as a leader, you cannot forsake that yeah. part. Yeah. Um, so, so what would you say the growing yourself, uh, day, like what are some sample things that you would do on Friday? So I have a nutrition coach mm-hmm. that I'm working with. That's, those are the days that I'm meeting with her, mm-hmm. um, yoga, personal appointments, like doctor's appointments, things like that. Reading, sure. like really carving out time to read for personal development, which yeah is one of those things that for me always gets put on the bottom of the list and therefore like never happens. Sure. Um, and then we have some estate planning stuff that we need to update. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mature adult things to do. So yeah. those know. are things, yeah, that would fall into that category for Friday. Okay. Well, those are amazing. Um, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I just need to take Shannon's um, five categories <laughs> and implement them for myself. But I actually was really curious going into the question, like, how do you integrate personal goals with professional goals? And it sounds like certainly you've kind of built in some margin in your Fridays for yourself. But would you mm-hmm. say you make like family and personal goals as well on top of what you're doing or just build them all in together? Absolutely. Yeah, because there are some you know, personal goals that have nothing to do with the business. Right. You know, so um, for instance, Brian and I have like financial goals of things that we'd like to acquire or pay off, you know, that are not directly related to Belay. Mm -hmm. Um, We have like, in addition to working with a nutrition coach, I'm working with a stylist, Hey, which is hilarious to me because we work from home. Like everybody at Belay is all remote. So my usual wardrobe is like yoga pants, flip-flops, sports bra, and a tank top. Like that's my go-to <laughs> outfit. So I'm like, I don't know, maybe for speaking engagements, I need a little bit of help. I don't know how to dress anymore. Yes. <laughs> so like things like that, it sounds silly, but you know, I, it is important to me. So I created that as one of of my goals, but listen, okay. So this is something else we did mm-hmm. for the new year that we've never done before. Yeah. Um, so Pat Lynchoni wrote a book a while back called the three big questions for a frantic family. Are you familiar with this? Well, I'm familiar with him, um, and a number of his books. I love, uh, his writing, but I have not read that one. Okay. So 
our kids are 13 and 10. Okay. And we go pretty hard in life between the business, travel, starting the brewery, their activities, church, all the things like we can we can really get a little overcommitted at times. Mm -hmm. And so this book, if you're familiar with Pat's other books, it's similar in the sense it's a parable, right? So it's a husband and a wife who are sort of like holding things together by a thread and, and they basically implement business principles to their family. Hmm. And just to distill it down, you basically create like your family plan where you have sort of like what makes you different from other families, like identifying that. And then what is one area of focus that you collectively need to have for the next two to six months? And that's your rally cry. Mm. Um, And so for us, that's, we decided like it's preparing for the summer because there's a lot of stuff that we need to do to make sure that we're ready for it. And then, um, then you kind of def- decide like you would in a company, like for like you, what your defining objectives are. How do you know you're marching toward that goal of preparing for summer or like for belay mm-hmm. in 2018, our rally cry was it's go time. So what does that mean? Like, how do you know you're going <laughs> right? Right. like right. to the time? Um, so you create defining objectives. So the more specific measurables of how you're getting there. Mm-hmm. And then each week you meet and say, how are we tracking? Are we red, yellow, green? Yeah. So it's nothing like if, you know, it's nothing like earth shattering, like, oh my gosh, I've never thought of having these things in place before, but I think it's more the discipline of implementing and then sticking with the review of them and your family meetings that I'm really looking forward to this year. So we actually did that over the break. That was another um, element of the reset button. Okay. No, well, I, I love all of this because um, Shannon and I track very similarly as fellow mm-hmm. entrepreneurs and work from home moms and all that sort of thing. But I also have a pretty strong feeling that there are lots of moms that listen to this podcast that are are feeling overwhelmed, are like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I definitely did not take time to reset. I don't even know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am just literally like fumbling my way into 2019 like which, rolling in yeah right uh, oh my goodness well um i i'd love for the two of us to talk about maybe some just practical steps that we've taken early on um mm-hmm. to help combat what to a lot of moms feels like uh just like a evil like necessity right like dr time just keeps moving forward (laughs) (laughs) so what are some of the things that you did like to reset for this year yeah so shannon i would say if there's if we're looking at a scale of zero to ten ten being like the ultra planner i'd put you and brian on like an eight nine or ten level (laughs) So, so admittedly i would put myself maybe at a five or a six um, goals don't like wake me up in the morning and get me yeah. like super jazzed. However, I used to be a one or a two. So I'm making strides towards Shannon and Brian. Livelihood. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say one of the huge things that I did, and this was actually the only the, over the past three years. And I actually talk about it in, I think it's episode seven of just add sprinkles is a rest and reset 
retreat weekend I take with Mm. two other girlfriends. They are also entrepreneurs. And honestly, there's nothing like magical about our time away other than the fact that we set two full days aside for reflection and goal planning. Um, And so, and it's always personal. Like we're not, the three of us are not Uh sitting around talking about it so much other than at meals. We kind of have this truce that at meals, we'll talk through things and help problem solve um, each other's problems and, you know, just build friendship. Mm -hmm. Um, But like on the off hours, we are, we retreat to our own spaces where we do our own reflection and our old own goal planning. And honestly, for me, I don't know what it is, but I just needed some isolated time at the beginning of every year when Mm -hmm. I would look back in the past year. And truthfully, from a practical standpoint, I look at each month, like I'll look at my calendar in January, February, and so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. I will literally put pluses or minuses next to everything. I'll be like, that was great. That was terrible. That was good. That was terrible oh, <laughs> or whatever. Yes. And it's like a practical reflection of what worked and what did not work for our family. So I mm-hmm. do it both on a professional level, but also on a personal level. And I feel like for me to close the door of a year, uh, well, I have to have had that time to really think through like all of those things. Um, mm-hmm. And then once I do that, then I'm ready to look forward and say, okay, and these areas of life, you know, relational, work, uh, spiritual, and um, just community, mm-hmm. I what do I want to do differently in the next year? Uh, and so mine aren't so, like, my goals are far less um, specific, which I know is part of goal planning, <laughs> that they need to be specific <laughs> and smart. measurable. No, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, and, and all these sorts of things. But and I, I have certainly taken some of those principles into mind as I've um, developed in my goal planning um, ability over the years. But um, anyway, I would just say that, that, like, for me, even if, you know, a mom is listening that does not have to can't give two days away with their family family or you're thinking, I don't have friends that would do that with me. Well, like spend two or three hours at a coffee shop doing yeah. something like this. I, I think that's an easier, more practical start than doing something more extravagant and jumping into uh, all of your smart goals you know, sort agree. of thing. So, well, and I think just a, like what you described that you do every year, like that's more than a lot of people do. So I think that the concept is just do something like whatever you can manage in your schedule, what works for your season of life, like it is an evolution. And I think, you know, if anybody's listening to this podcast, their hope is that they're going to grow yeah. and that they're going to expand. And so I would just say, start where you are. Right. And just, it's more about developing the habits around goal setting or reflection or creating margin and breathing room in your schedule, whatever that is, than it is like following what Shannon does or following what Steph does. You know what right. I mean? Right. Yeah. And you know, one of the other things that I implemented in 2018 that kind of helped um, is uh, Emily P. Freeman um, is another podcaster and she a writer and she does um, this free download there. It's nothing like crazy special, but they are uh, seasonal kind of reflection worksheets that you print out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so at the end of each season, um, you know, summer, fall, winter, spring, uh, you just take a little bit of time and each season you write down 
what you learned in that season. So like, mm-hmm. again, what worked, what didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I will just like scroll through my social media accounts for the season review and I'll be like, oh, I discovered I love lavender lattes. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it can be totally simple things like that. But like the just taking time and disciplining myself to reflect back and be mm-hmm. like, oh, I realize that a daily walk in the winter is like food for my soul. I have to have that. Uh, And those are, it's been such a good practice for me. So I'll have to link to that in the show notes because it's super easy to do, I think, for any mom, regardless of if you're a working mom or not. That sounds like a really good tool. And, you know, I think the core of what you're describing is like self-awareness. Like you're you're taking the time to recognize what you, what gives you life, what you enjoy what makes you a better mom and wife and business owner? Like, I think so many of us are just bouncing from one thing to the next because we're taking care of all the people, which is a very noble thing to do. But that's why the concept of self-care has become so prevalent in our society because it's not natural, I think, for women to do that. And I think what you're talking about with taking time for reflection and figuring out what worked for you and what didn't work is actually an element of self-care. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you are absolutely right about the self-awareness. I feel like if I look back on last year, my level, my degree of self-awareness increased so much so, which is, Mm. uh, I'm not saying like that's what everyone has to do, but I think that as your level of self-awareness increases, um, it is you know, so much easier to reflect and make plans. While you're listening to this podcast, we here at City Moms Blog Network are getting ready for our favorite event of the year, our sister site conference. We've built an online community of mompreneurs running City Moms Blog sites in nearly 100 communities across the country. Although we all live in different cities, the site owners and executive team members of our network have truly become the best of friends. Through daily online chats, Facebook groups full of sharing and support, and the occasional in-person meetup, sharing a passion for connecting moms is truly the heart of our sisterhood. So the third weekend in January, we will descend upon Colorado Springs, Colorado for Sister Site Conference 2019. There, our sister site owners and their team members will come together for two days of leadership training, brand building, social media strategy, sales training, and collective inspiration to be the best local parenting resource for the moms in their communities. You can follow along on social media, follow City Moms blog on Facebook and Instagram, and keep an eye on the hashtag SisterSiteConf19, SisterSiteConf19. Our network is not exclusive. We would love to have you join our sisterhood. If you're interested in starting a City Moms Blog network site in your community, please visit citymomsblog.com for more information. Now, back to Steph and Shannon. Okay, so obviously I love the topic of self-awareness. What I love even more possibly is talking about Enneagram. So, okay, tell me ah, what I'm with you. <laughs> so tell me what Enneagram number you are. Okay, so I'm a three, uh-huh. but I would prefer to be a seven. I'm an aspiring seven. (laughs) My my seven friends are so fun. Right? I know. I keep keep taking the test again. Like maybe this time, maybe this time. Nope. Always a three. Okay. (laughs) I'll just be the best three I can be. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, interestingly enough, I find that personally, I bend more seven, but professionally, I bend three, which I realize is not possible. So I'm a legit more three than seven, but maybe <laughs> it's part of my aspiring wanting to, wanting to be a seven like you. You're the same. <laughs> We're kindred spirits. <laughs> Achievers. I mean, oh. I, you know, I looked at like the three and I was like, there's no way that's me. And I read the road back to you, of course, because yes. I'm like, I need more information. And I'm reading through it and it said it like nailed me so perfectly. I'm like, oh, all right. I'll just, <laughs> You're just I'll just accept it. it and then try not to see everything as something to check off my to do list. Oh and that gosh. might make me a better person to be around. Well, I'm a very, very strong wing three or possibly a three. So um, kindred spirits, very much so. But uh, honestly, for me, my 2018 kind of self-awareness journey was largely attributed to my digging into the Enneagram. When did you start learning about it? Oh, interesting. So I would say it was about 2016. Oh, you were way ahead of me. I Well, I actually majored in psychology oh. in college before I realized it's really hard to make a career out of that, but I, I've always been interested in it. So if there's like a personality test out there, yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> and so we actually had our um, leadership team at Belay take the Enneagram to and our managers um, in two, actually 2018. And it was really fun to go through that as a group and see like, organizationally where everybody was plotted out and where some deficiencies are yeah. for us. Like we need to hire more fours and fives right. and we only have one six on the team and a couple of ones. Like we're real strong in the two, three, a little bit of eight sector. So yeah, yeah it's just, I love that tool so much, not only just for self-awareness, um, because that's so important, but then also the connections and the interactions with other people who are the same or different types. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, the Enneagram, and we've done the same for our executive team as well, but, um, I feel like the Enneagram coupled with strength finders, in my opinion, um, mm -hmm. has been instrumental both personally and professionally for us, for me, I would say. Yeah, that's one that I think we've done ad hoc. Yeah. Our go-to before Enneagram was DISC, and then we okay. did Myers-Briggs. Yeah. And yeah, now Enneagram's like the thing. The <laughs> thing. But yeah. that we reference all the time. Yeah, but you've been, it's a long, like, I mean, 2016, I feel like you were an early adopter. I love it. Do you know what's funny about that, though? When I first tested in 2016, I was a six. A loyalist. What? And I'm like... Girl, like, I don't know why I tested that way, or maybe the tests have a I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't explain it. I maybe I was, that was a weird year for me, to be okay. honest with you. Like, personally, sure, my dad passed away unexpectedly mm -hmm. a week later. My mom had a heart attack. I was mentoring a group of young women where I was supposed to have it all together and yeah. help them. And I'm like, here I am, like, can't even keep my own stuff together. And so, I think it was a, a situational, yeah, result. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't think I was living out who I was at my core. I think I was just having to be somebody in a different mm. situation. Yeah. You know, I heard somebody describe the Enneagram as your base number is your motivation, like literally should never change in your life. 
Um, mm-hmm. Your wing is your behavior oftentimes, which oftentimes will change. And I kind of wonder if that test just like mostly tested your behavior based on the season. I think that would that would make perfect sense because, you know, because of my dad passing away, it resulted in a lot of crazy family dynamics. Yeah. Where I was trying to like be loyal to all the, you know, to all the people and try to a little bit peacemaker too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just, yeah, I, I could definitely see that happening. But since then, you know, 2017, 18, every time I'm taking it, it's a three. I'm like, dang, it's still not a seven. Maybe next year. We'll see. <laughs> maybe next year. Well, with all those goals, yeah, I know, I mean, right? maybe you should just goal set a goal. I'm going to become a seven. <laughs> Figure out how to hack the test. <laughs> So you turn out to be a son. Oh my gosh. Okay. One other topic that I would love for the two of us to touch on is being a work at home mom. Because uh, I actually learned recently that almost 30% of workers, like across the board, um, have the opportunity or work full time <sighs> remotely. Okay. Um, and your team is very much adding to those statistics. And I would venture to guess that actually a large percentage of that 30% mm-hmm. are work at home moms, just because of the opportunities that are presented um, Absolutely. to that category. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, uh, tell me all of your tips and tricks for being a work at home mom. <laughs> Specifically, I want to know, like, how do you keep your home a place of refuge and rest, mm-hmm. even when it's also a place of work? for you yeah did you catch my dog barking immediately when you started talking about working from home like how <laughs> perfectly timed was perfectly that? timed awesome <laughs> uh, and that's the downside yeah um no actually so of our organization of over 700 team members we all work from home so when I share tips and tricks about what works it's not just what works for me it's what I've seen work globally right So I think it's really important, regardless of the age of your kids, if you have kids or if you're caring for other people in your home, to have a space that is yours. Um, I think it's very important to at least carve out a nook of the house where you can keep your things and have a a quiet refuge where you're able to focus and work. It's a space that makes you feel productive and creative. Mm -hmm. I think that is key. Um, I think another thing is really just being realistic about what you can accomplish in the period of time that you have available. The struggle that we've seen with a lot of our team is that you've got 75 things to do before the kids get off the bus, because once they get off the bus, like craziness ensues. Yeah. And so you're trying to get those 75 things done when in reality, probably 50 was (laughs) still still a stretch. Right. Right. And so um, I think there's really being realistic about what you can accomplish in a a given day in the period of time that you have. And then I also think like just being honest about what's needed in that moment. And what I mean by that is, so let's say the kids get from home, get home from school at 3.30. That's probably not the best time to schedule a video chat. (laughs) Right. Like, no, let's get them settled, get them a snack, started on homework, then do your video chat at four. Right. You know, it's like trying to just if you're going to have the what I, I see as a privilege of working from home, it's been one of the most life giving things I've ever done. Then 
figure out a way to make it work for you long-term and, and do it in such a way that it's not going to stress you out or that you're trying to cram on too many things at once. Cause we can do that when we're outside of the home in an office, but working from home gives you more freedom and autonomy to set yourself up for success. Right. Well, with anything in life, it comes with pros and cons, right? But like, I try to lead into the pros on the days mm-hmm. that feel like this is so hard. <laughs> So no, those I, are, those are awesome. I mean, the cons for me, like I live in the Atlanta metro area at any time I have to go downtown for a meeting or even into the, to the next community over. I'm like, oh, traffic is the worst. And I love podcasts as much as the next girl. Like I love listening to them, but there's no amount of podcasts that will make me want to sit in traffic and feel like I could be doing something else yeah. more productive or more life-giving at home. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, for me, like that alone is, is reason enough. I feel like I just have so much more time available to do the things that are important to me. Oh, for sure. No, I, I love working at home and I honestly, I love those tips that you gave too, um, because you do kind of lead a team of a lot, a lot of people Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, that work virtually. And because that's continuing to grow, like from year to year, far more people Mm -hmm. are able to work remotely. I think like being able to set yourself up for success and to your point, have realistic expectations of yourself is so wise. Yeah. Can I add one more? Yeah. I should have, this should have been top three. Yeah. We can bump one of the other ones off. (laughs) Um, I I don't, I think do not isolate yourself. Mm. So whether that means like getting out of the house once a day to go run errands or work at a coffee shop or have coffee with a friend, whatever, or it's, connecting with the people that you're working with or the clients that you're serving or the vendors that you're partnering with, like making sure that you don't isolate yourself. Because I think that to me is the biggest downfall of working from home, especially if you're a solopreneur, Yeah, you can really feel like you're doing it all alone, that you're, nobody is on your side, that you're, you know, and the gremlins get in your head and then you start to have all this self-doubt. Am I worth it? Is this even working? What am I doing? So I think the more we can be intentional about connecting with people that are like-minded, like you mentioned with your friends that are other business owners and you take your two days, or if it's just picking up the phone and calling somebody just for 15 minutes, like those connections throughout the day make a big difference so that you're not isolated. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I think isolation is the number one con to working at home for Mm -hmm. sure. And so being really intentional about setting up kind of protection on yourself so that you, when you're tempted to feel that way, that you've created space in your life um, to combat that. I think that's super smart. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So we're going to end on three final questions that we call the Just Add Sprinkles mom poll. Uh, So these are just like, shoot from the hip. You tell me what, what at first comes into your head. Uh, So first question is, what's a great book, movie, or TV show that you recently discovered? Don't judge me, but I did love Killing Eve. Killing Eve? I didn't watch this, but it sounds interesting. Listen, disclaimer, full disclaimer. um, Don't watch it with your children. (laughs) Do not watch it with your children. Or if you're real conservative, like don't even watch it at all. But I'm telling you, like, it took so many crazy twists and turns. And like the acting was bananas. It was so good. And it's a quick, 
watch. Um, I highly recommend it. Okay, so is it a movie or a show? It's a series. And it's a series. the reason no, but like not many people have heard of it is because it's a little bit hard to find. I actually watched it on the airplane. No. Oh. <laughs> but I think you can get it on Hulu now. It was like a BBC thing, but it has Sandra Oh. If okay. you guys, if you watched the Golden Globes recently and she hosted, like that's what she won the award for. She was so good in it. Killing Eve. Oh my goodness. Killing well, Eve. I'm going to check it out. Admittedly, is it scary? No, I would okay. say it's more suspenseful. Like mm. it's 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 out there. Listen, I actually probably want to pick a different one because people are going to be like, "Ooh, I thought she was cool. Now I just think she's crazy." <laughs> <laughs> well, if it, I mean, if it was up for a Golden Globe, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. No, I love that. Uh, okay, second question is, what is the last thing you ordered on Amazon? Oh my gosh, this is just this morning. So I think I mentioned like I got the full focus planner, the Mike Hyatt um, planner to get myself all organized this year. And he recommends this like erasable pen. Oh, he does. I saw that. And I'm a real bad writer. Like my handwriting is atrocious. And I'm like, I think I need an erasable pen in my life. So I ordered that. And I went online. I was like, what pen did Michael Hyatt recommend that's erasable? And I found it and I bought it on Amazon. Oh my gosh. Amazon is the best. It's the best ever. <laughs> you can find anything on Amazon. It's just amazing. It's crazy. Okay. Last question is name one way that you are celebrating motherhood in your life these days. Okay. So I mentioned that like family plan that we put together and we involved our kids in the process and it was the most precious experience. Like both of them afterward, 10 year old boy. Okay. 13 year old girl, Mm -hmm. but 10 year old boy was like, I really enjoyed doing that. Oh, like I really liked being able to say what I want to have done this year and, and talk about our family. And I'm like, Okay. I I'm good. Like <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Like we can add no more things this year and I'll feel like I've done something right in this world. So I, that, I'm celebrating that because yeah. I think we're teaching them life skills too. And it just helps align our family together. And that's really important to me. So I want to be you when I grow up officially. <laughs> <laughs> can we just be friends? Can I just enjoy, can I go to your retreat? Like you're today. Yes. Yes. You invite myself. As long as you're willing to come to Minnesota in January. <laughs> Ooh, I know. That's a tough one. You Southern girl. Uh, too <laughs> funny. Well, uh, this has been lovely. So good to chat with you. And I, I don't know about the listeners, but I certainly learned quite a bit. So uh, Shannon, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, Steph, that was really inspirational. Two of you really got along. I can tell. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Shannon, Shannon, actually, I need to share some information that like and just throw it out on the table. I reached out to Shannon as a total stranger through Instagram because I thought there was so much that I could learn from her entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And she was so kind to give me quite a bit of her time um, over the past year. And so I have like a mutual, I don't know, I just have a real love for her um, and her open handedness to other entrepreneurs. Yeah, that's so awesome. I mean, other women lift another woman up. You know, we love yeah. that here, especially at CMBN. But if our listeners aren't aware, our ne- our network is entirely virtual. So yeah. uh, everyone that works for you, Steph, works from home as well. So, you know, I'm sure that you do have a lot to learn from Shannon. Oh, for sure. And that's why I originally reached out. I was like, 
there's not very many other women entrepreneurs that have built a virtual culture. And I feel like I can learn something from you. <laughs> Straight up what I told her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like I can learn a lot from her too. She's just, I like how she just saw what she wanted and she got it because, yeah. you know, I think a lot of us can relate to her story. I mean, if you read more about, if you read her book or you read her bio where she had a baby and didn't want to go back to work full time, you know, right. wanted, wanted to kind of ease back in and, and what mom hasn't been there. I mean, that's, there are other, there are moms who want to go back full time. There are moms who just don't want to work anymore, but there's a lot of us in the middle who really want to still work, but also want to have flexibility. And she knew that that was best for her family and she made it happen. And I love that. And I love, you know, being a part of the CMBN culture because it's a similar goal, goal set yeah. mindset here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, that sure was inspirational. And you know what? Our next episode will also inspire you. I think, Steph, I might be more excited about this than you are. <laughs> if you have jumped on the Mari bandwagon, I'm raising my hand here. Come back in two weeks because you don't want to miss our next episode of Just Add Sprinkles. Yes, the Netflix hit Tidying Up with Marie Kondo is all the rage. And admittedly, I have definitely watched it myself. <laughs> and so we've got a KonMari expert on to talk about it. And so until then, friends, just as we always end every episode of this podcast, uh, just a reminder to just add sprinkles. <laughs>